My closest connection to Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dibel. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Escape Break. That's right. This is not Kai. This is Tatiana. I'm taking over this episode with the lovely Beth. How you doing? Hello, hello, everyone. It's going to be a hot episode. And that's because we have the host with the most on the hot seat today. And that's Ezekiel Gager. Kai, what's up, guys? What's up? Thank you for the air horn and introduction. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you excited? Are you nervous? I'm not Scared? too nervous. I'm, cur- Terrified? I'm curious. Curious. I'm curious because the last text I got from you, Tati, was see you soon with the little devil emoji that's smiling. <laughs> and that is to set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> so... Kai made it a little spicy on the last episode for me. And I, afterwards, off the record, I was like, Kai, you suck. That was really mean. Be prepared for your episode. Was it that mean? Well, yeah, you made me choose between sports and escape rooms. I did. I did. (laughs) That's mean, Kai. Hypothetically mean. You started it, though. Hypothetically. That's true. So Beth and I are going to finish it today. Fair enough. (laughs) We're going to finish strong. It's time for a one-take jig of who in the world is Kai. You got 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. My name is Ezekiel Kajer Kai, and I am the creator and writer of Escape Break. This started out as the Kajer Express, which is an interview podcast in my spare time. Of course, I like escape rooms, but I love basketball creating whether that's art acting music all sorts of things have a lot of really great friends scattered all around the world in the united states and i really take pride in having people have a good time and laugh Woo! let's go kai that was great were you feeling the pressure how do you feel about that there's no pressure on my show so it was fun it's always the hardest thing to do to talk about yourself but I'm ready for the questions. I'm excited to see what you guys have put together. So similar to Beth and I's episodes, we are going to start with some general escape room questions first. Then we're going to go into serious, not escape room related stuff, and then bring it all back to some funny goodness. Sound good? Sounds awesome. Beth, you ready? ready? Yeah. I mean, I think the question is, hi. You ready, ready? Like, you ready for this? I'm ready for this. I started a podcast interviewing people. I love the idea of podium questions, no editing, what you got. That's where I am right now. Yeah, we're switching it now. So good luck. Go ahead. Let's start off with like an easy, fun one. We're going to look to the future a little bit for 
your escape room journey. But what's the next destination you want to hit to do escape rooms? Well, I know exactly what it's going to be. So I'll answer that first realistically. Realistically, it's going to be Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm going in July and the goal is to play the trapped rooms out there, lost games, the it experience, maybe if I can convince Tati to do the scary ones. So that's the reality. <laughs> that's literally planned. Where would I like to go next? <laughs> that is 100% the Netherlands. I want Ooh. to play Dark Park as much as I crap upon award shows. Molly's game and the games in the Dark Park have been at the top of the Terpica list. I believe it's said that way now. And it is? It is. I saw an article that it's like replica, but ter Terpica. Terpica? Uh, Terpica? Terpica. Yeah. Anyways, it's on the top of the list. And besides that, I know some people that have played it that have told me that it's worth it. So that more so than the award list. But I want to go out to Netherlands and experience escape rooms. It's it's the weirdest thing. I'm not much of a world traveler, but when it comes to escape rooms, send me away. Just <laughs> hopefully I can book the rooms and play them. Hey, I think we're in the same boat there. So I get it. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Catch Kai in the Netherlands. Yeah. Vegas first. Vegas, Vegas first. first. Yeah. <laughs> but any listeners in Netherlands, Kai will be there soon soon hopefully 2025 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so my question comes from a listener where do you see the escape room industry in 10 years okay so 10 years puts us at 2034 and in my mind my very sound mind escape rooms will have died out now wait What's going to happen is there's going to be this influx of people that are trying to do escape rooms even more so today. They're going to start pushing 45-minute rooms, 30-minute rooms. Public bookings are going to come back and push-throughs are going to come back. So what's going to happen is us, the noble people of Escape Break, are going to create a secret society. And prohibition for escape rooms is going to come back. And so the real escape rooms will be an underground society that if we get caught doing them, we'll get regulated by the escape room police. That's what's going to happen in 10 years. Who's the escape room police? And can I actually be one of them? Well, <laughs> the escape room police are not to be confused with the room called escape room police, which <laughs> is, a, is a very mediocre room here in San Diego. That's the escape room police is a group of puzzle bureaucrats that are not good people. Like you don't want to be an escape room police. They they're they're trying to take escape rooms down. They're trying to force just business on the escape room world. That's why mm. there's going to be only 30 minute games. They're going to be public bookings. They're going to be like 10 people at the same time in a small room. Like all the things we hate. That's what's going to happen because business tycoons are going to try to take over the escape room world. I hate you that. You think they'll bring back directional locks I mean, that era? <laughs> that would be okay with me, but who knows? That would, that would, there's certainly an opportunity there since they're not manufactured at this time. I'd be a little sad if they came back. <laughs> they haven't completely just... died. I, I'm, I, we're still seeing them around. We are I still know. seeing them. I think the question is, can you get a new one? And I don't know if that's actually possible 
unless yeah. someone's hoarding them and selling them as like limited value, limited time I think value. that's the case, to be honest. Yeah. I am seeing less and less of them. But that, you know, this isn't an episode on directional locks. Yeah. That's just me. But This is but an episode on Kai. <laughs> even more honesty on this 10-year thing. Like, I do think the future of escape rooms will come to a clash with business implications. And what I mean by that is the need to make some sort of sustainable business model, which is the obstacle. I worry that the business model will take away from the pure fun of what we like here and the general listener base likes here. So whether yeah. that's a true prohibition, like I explained or not, I think something like that will happen down the road. I see where you're going. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what everybody wants to do, right? It's just make money. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, as lovers of this genre and this field, we understand that you want to make money, but we also want it to stay authentic to what it started as. Yeah. Yeah. The days of hundreds of escape rooms hitting your 300th milestone. I think those things are unfortunately, we're going to be in the history books as people that actually achieve those because it's going to be about less is more in terms of the quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. So for this one, I'm going to ask that you don't choose any characters that you had a hand in creating, creating okay. or voicing or, you know, creative stuff that you contributed. Okay. But for this question, if you could choose any escape room character to represent you, who would you choose? Hmm. We had a great answer from Tati for this question on the last episode. Oh, I'm yeah. very curious to see yours, Kai. Oh, <laughs> Hear yeah. yours. Very unexpected answer. Well, I know exactly who I'll be. Oh, perfect. Ooh. I would be Crumbs the Toaster. Oh. From South yes. Cybernetics. <laughs> so without giving away too much of the game, think Brave Little Toaster. Think Kai. Think a, a weird fever dream that I had. And <laughs> I am that toaster trying to help you save the world. I, Beth, I don't think you've played yet, but I when you it. play and you meet Crumbs, you are going to fall in love. Like Crumbs is one of the best characters that I have met in an escape room. I want to meet Crumbs. Yes. We're, yes. This we're is the all, year Beth and Crumbs meet. Yes. The, we are already waiting for merch of Crumbs. It, it's not even a thing yet, but we are actively asking for it. <laughs> Yeah, crumb shirts, crumbs, squishmallows, like all of the above. Yes. Oh, if there's a squishmallow, don't even show me a photo. Just send me the price and I'll send you money. <laughs> yeah. I chose oh. crumbs because to my knowledge, it's someone behind a microphone that gets to play off of the group and they need to be witty. They need to be funny and they need to also help the team if they need it. And those are all the things that I think make a good game master. So hopefully I'd be able to do those things too with a very think, digital voice. Yeah, I think you said stuff and I was like, check, Kai, check, Kai, check, Kai, perfect. 100%. Awesome. And you got to do that a little bit when you were working at Locked Adventures. Yes. And you were the, the voice for the Egyptian room yes. that they have there. So I feel like like you could definitely pull that off. Yeah, that's that's very true. The KV62. Yes. You do meet a, a voice that you'll interact with. Okay. 
My turn. So my question for you, Kai, is similar to Beth's. Okay. One, what drew you into escape rooms? And two, is that still the same sentiment that you have? And that's why you keep doing escape rooms or has it evolved? What drew me in was, I guess, needing an alternative to what other people were doing. So at the time in like 2016, when I started escape rooms, most of my friends, when it came to what do you want to do? It was go drink, go party, go to concerts, like things like that. And while I do love music, I wasn't truly into all that music scene. And I certainly didn't party that much. So I wanted something different. And the fact that an escape room came off like a real life video game, but with tangible objects that you're picking up really appealed to me. So that's why it started. And then the fact that I made friends because of it that had the same psychotic desires to do more and more and more. Wow. That, that kind of just funneled me into a lifestyle. Because <laughs> if, if nobody did, if no one wanted to play escape rooms and I was the only one, I don't think I'd live the solo life and try to play by myself. You know, I, you know, some people have, but. I don't think I would have done that, but I was lucky enough to run into my early escape room group and then Matt from House Events, which led me to Tati and then Locked Adventures led me to Ron and Jim and then Kirby came along and Beth came along and I've had many different friends that share the same desires to play multiple in a row. So yeah, if, if it's still the same today, it is. It's an adventure. I don't think there's anything better than a really good escape room. And to the point where I can become combative. We've we've discussed planning trips to different parts of the world. And only thing that matters to me is what adventure can we get into in an escape room and not seeing like historical monuments or anything like that. I'm like, who cares? Let's That's just so go, real, though. <laughs> let's just go in an escape room and maybe we'll play a room about a historical monument. Let's preface the fact that this trip was not even supposed to be about escape rooms in the first place. And I invited Kai and Kirby to come along. <laughs> yeah. So let's start there. Yeah. So the trip is to Tennessee, which was already planned by Tati and her family. But there's also a very legendary room out there, at least we hope, called <laughs> the, the Ruins. It's a, an escape game production that's only out there in Nashville, Tennessee. And there's also this place called Dolly World, which I know nothing about. And there's... The <laughs> See, Beth is fist pumping. There's the music <laughs> scene. There's We're not Beth. <laughs> um, Hang on, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> You're not? It's not no. my choice. <laughs> In order to make this all work, we are driving three and a half hours to go play escape rooms all day, then driving back the next day or no, oh that God. night, and then we're playing more escape rooms the yeah. next day in Nashville. So yes, this is a process. It's still up for debate, honestly. But uh, yeah, How we can many we can adjust. Escape rooms. Have you guys booked? Um, at least five. Okay, and we're potentially adding about five or six more. Okay, all within a two day span. Yeah, 
with like maybe a few Red Bulls, you could take Dolly. I, I don't know. We'd, <laughs> I think we'd have to go early. But yeah, we'll have to yeah. talk about that. We'll update you guys if we end up going to Dolly World or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, you guys. But Send this, them to Dolly World. This is very much just my opinion. But when it comes to visiting Elvis's home or I don't know what's out. This is. Oh, I'm gonna, my gosh. The fact that you're even saying that right now. <laughs> right. But I'm, this is giving you context of how disconnected I am from that. When it comes to doing anything regarding Elvis and an escape room, I'm playing the escape room. My closest connection to Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus. Like, I don't That's have these low. ties. That is. <laughs> That's so funny. Sorry, that really, that resonated with me, Kai. <laughs> the Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton thing resonated. <laughs> You're welcome. You know how you put clips at the beginning? That. That's your clip right okay. there. All right. <laughs> I agree. So funny. I totally understand that. I feel like every time I go somewhere, like my friends will be like, let's go to Vegas. And they're like, let's just go get messed up. And I'm like, but there's literally an escape room next door. (laughs) What if we did all of that after the escape room? Right. But I totally get that. I'm all for balance. I'm for balance. I like a little bit of everything. That's fair. So Kai loves the adventures of escape room. And always will. All right, Kai. We're going to start moving away from escape rooms and moving more towards just Kai. Let's get to know just you. Who the heck is Kai? Who are you? I have no clue who this guy is. So my question for you is, what made you start podcasting in general? Not just Escape Break, just in general. Yes. I started podcasting because if you want the deep answer, I really believe friendships and relationships of friendships kind of transcend the world and keep you stable. So COVID had just hit. I had in the back of my mind a long history of wanting to be the replacement to Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show. I knew that the chances of that really weren't too high. So with all the extra time because of COVID, I said, well, I'm just going to make a talk show because I can't physically hang out with my friends. I'm going to talk to them. And the reason they're my friends is because I think they're incredibly interesting. So that first season, I just picked nine different friends and talked to them for about an hour each, created games, and that's how it took off. People started telling me that it was interesting, and the more people told me it was interesting that had no connection to those people, I started realizing maybe we could keep this going. So that's how it happened. And then, of course, escape rooms kind of took over and Beth came into the picture and Tati was always in the picture, but Tati more officially came into the picture. And here we are. People tell me it's good. People tell me it's nice to listen to. So I kind of keep doing that. And even if they didn't, I have fun talking to you guys. And so as much as it's for the listeners, it's honestly for me, it's very healthy for me to get to talk to you several times a month and just record something where we goof around, but also give some substance to. It sounds like a trend is every time you do something like fun or that you're passionate about, escape rooms slowly start trickling it's true i i I do enjoy just deep conversation like i think both of you are at the level of friend where we've just sat and talked whether it's about a tough time or just life 
And those totally. things, I think, give me purpose. So despite the goofiness and all the stuff you may see more of on the show, I just like talking to the right people. I'm glad we're the right people for you, too. You're the right person for us. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. just so everybody knows, we make no money off of this. This is literally out of oh, yeah. the like the excitement and pureness of our hearts and for loving escape rooms. And Kai does majority of the wo- the work for this podcast. So Absolutely. like major props for you. And this is all driven by love by him. So everything you get is genuine love that we're pouring into these microphones for you guys. And even if nobody listened to this, we would still continue to do this. Oh yeah, definitely. If we have no fans, <laughs> we're our biggest fan. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just you guys rotating. up all the time. We'll just keep rotating. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, go Tati and Kai. And then you guys get me and yes. we'll switch and we got Tati. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kai. I'm going to get real serious. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. So I took this as kind of a question that you gave to Beth, but I'm going to twist it a little bit. What's a pivotal point in your personal life that's made you become the person that you are? Well, there's some obvious ones. I think the one that's created me the most is not actually the most recent one. So the most recent pivotal thing is I lost both my parents in the last two years now. And I don't think that's really created me. It's kind of just tried to destroy me, unfortunately. But what's helped me is a moment of the past where through sports and socializing and school, I grew up somewhat chubby, you know, everyone has that story and just really felt like I didn't fit in. So I tried out for a basketball team and didn't make it. And my mom loved basketball. So while I didn't make the team, I was selected for like the C team, like A, B and C. So like the lowest team. And from that, I just kept working and I sucked. I was like really bad at basketball. But I kept just trying to run and trying to be athletic and trying to be quick. And I would throw up and be like, why is everyone faster than me? All of a sudden, I got faster. I got quicker. I could jump high. I could jump and touch the rim eventually. And I became a really good basketball player, especially for my size. So throughout that transition from kind of nerdy and non-athletic to athletic, I saw the world treat me differently. I started getting more attention from people. I started getting people that wanted to hang out with me or wanted to come watch the games. And I wondered, why is this happening now? And why didn't happen in the past? So that itself really changed me in terms of what I value. There's so much value given to people that have status and celebrityness and all that stuff. And you may see it today. I really don't like that stuff. Award shows, anybody who tries to be somebody, I almost denounce. And it's because of what I experienced growing up. But that allowed me to really channel the ability to overcome and say, hey, no matter what gets thrown my way, I can get over it. I can get through it. I can find a way to be better. 
And those things I try to instill in my friends too. So I would say that's probably the thing that shaped me the most. I just want to give you a really big hug right now, Kai. I love that. Seriously. Thanks, guys. Mm. Such a hard worker. Kai's also a really fantastic friend. That True. is all. True. <laughs> Truest to the highest extent. All right. I got for you something we're gonna we're gonna make it a little more happy. So we're gonna we're gonna learn more about what brings you joy other than escape rooms. What brings me joy other than escape rooms? I like joy. I think joy is a very powerful word. Like, I was gonna answer it for you. Oh, sure. Go ahead. UCLA all <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, if, if, I mean, if we're going, if we're going very surface level, which I wasn't thinking of that, UCLA. <laughs> the other day, I saw Kirby post a photo of you guys where you had to like cross dress as each other, and there Kirby is literally wearing every single piece of like UCLA clothing and merch I have ever seen. Yeah. It's like shirt, <laughs> jacket, lanyard, a whistle at the end of the lanyard, Socks, probably. Sandals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Shoes, maybe. I don't know. Like, but yeah. it was awesome. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's guy. hundred percent. I love UCLA, specifically basketball. It's the only team I can really get emotional about. I don't care about the Super Bowl, anything else. Basketball, college basketball. So UCLA, and then just other things I really like that bring me joy, puzzles. Like besides escape rooms, puzzles. Like, I don't know, Beth, you had a birthday yesterday. I filmed you a video of me doing a Rubik's Cube upon yeah. your request. Like it wasn't just a random, like here's your present. But it was quick. It yeah. was quick. It would have <laughs> taken, you were like, oh, it took me about two, three minutes. And I'm like, that would have taken me two, three weeks. So, it was a special Rubik's Cube, too. It wasn't even just a general one. It was one that you had to, like, take time to make warm, change the colors. And then he's like, and I solved it super quick in this video. Happy birthday. Yeah. So I like puzzles. I like people that are logical. That, that brings me joy. And I think on the deepest level, it brings me joy when people are not selfish. Because there's a lot of selfishness out there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hope is it brings me joy and video games like and board games i love game nights like i have so many games and tati has so many games and tati lives miles away from me and whenever i go visit tati we get to play board games and you may think oh you're traveling all the way up the coast to hang out with your friend you should do an event the event is game night like it's that's enough for me because sometimes <laughs> down here with my friends so dispersed it's very hard to get a game night together and i'm like man i wish i had neighbors that would play with me you know <laughs> yeah that's what we did for uh christmas eve yeah we just played game after game after game and it was so much fun yeah that's awesome There's... so i have a follow-up question yeah what's your favorite like board game video game okay this and is you can, are, he, he can only pick one or okay, like, no, top like three? one of video game, one of board game. Okay. If you really are struggling, like you think your head's going to explode picking between like two or three options, just give them to me. <laughs> okay. I'll go video game first. My favorite video game is called The Binding of Isaac. And it's a very sick and twisted roguelike video game 
where you're this little cartoon baby and you basically get transported to the depths of hell because your mom is a TV evangelist <laughs> and you're crying <laughs> the whole game and your tears are projectiles that hurt the enemies. And it's a very quick game. You can play it in like 10 to 15 minutes, but you play it over and over again and you start getting different items that change the complexity of your tears and what your tears do, whether they're like poisonous or they explode or they're rubber. <laughs> and the enemies that you're fighting are like grotesque body parts, like livers and pieces Ew. of poop and all that stuff. It's amazing. It's <laughs> such a great game. So that's my favorite video game. That sounds fun. A little, like, how dark is it? It's really not that dark. Seems it, like it. Because it's all cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's all cartoon. Okay, so okay. It's, it's more comically crude than dark. So, right? like, we're going to laugh at crying over a liver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, okay. you, you fight Satan and things like that. But at the same time, it's not very deep into the religion like unless you're just uh -huh. really offended by everything but it's just like the mainstream take on all yeah. Of that yeah i would play it it's so it's so fun and it's quick and it's a cheap game too it's like not that expensive it's not like one of those 60 dollars, 70 dollars games it's probably you can probably get it for like 25 bucks yeah okay so that was video game right that was video yeah. game board game this is a lot tougher but but i'm gonna go with this game called mm. balderdash and beyond which I haven't played in years, but I love the concept. And it's kind of transitioned into Jackbox and things like that. But Balderdash and Beyond is a game where some person gets a card and it's a word. And usually a word that's far out of anyone's vocabulary. And everyone has to fake a definition of the word. And then you go around and you read all the submissions and you vote and you get points for fooling people and you get points for ask, or answering the correct way. And so it challenges the brain to be creative. Usually funny things come up. In the Beyond version, it's not just words. There's a card section that's acronyms. So you could imagine you give you know somebody a couple letters and they just fill it in with whatever. And it gets really <laughs> obscure. It really depends on how creative your group is. But I really like that game. That one sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. I, in the Beyond version, it's like words, acronyms, movie plots, and uh, something else, like something about history. But you basically like get a movie title and you have to do a synopsis of the plot. And so you're reading all these random synopsises, synopsi, synopsis. <laughs> yeah. They're all right. Well, yeah. yeah. We got That's great. <laughs> but games help me choose my friends because games require effort and uncomfortability in some senses. And mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable enough to just have fun and say something silly in a game, it's I mean, I'm not going to like oust you, but it's it's hard for me to be like, oh, man, like I can't be myself around you, you know, mm -hmm. it's like taking a first date to an escape room. like. Exactly. Will you do okay or will you need therapy? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got real cozy in New Orleans playing shreds, <laughs> homemade shreds. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, if I could edit my answer, I would have just said charades. Like I've said this many times, well, probably like three times before, but if 
charades became an Olympic sport, I would represent the United States. <laughs> Dang. Too bad. This Hi isn't like a, I know we, we need to do like a video special of Kai <laughs> doing charades. Yeah. Charades is wild and the imagination takes it there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we not now we need to we gotta do a segment that's like Jackbox or charades and uh we'll just slap it on YouTube or something. Yeah, there you go. Start a escape break streaming channel on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna see unhinged puzzlers? <laughs> Tune in. Hello. Yeah. We'll get we'll Hello, get we're here. Beth yes. playing the binding of Isaac on Twitch. I'll start crying. <laughs> I'll start crying IRL. <laughs> I'm going to be like, okay, so I have to cry on this guy's heart. <laughs> That's exactly what you'll do in the game. <laughs> I like get so scared of anything kind of creepy. So we'll see. Maybe I'll watch you guys play it. Nice. Cool. Okay. So getting to know Kai means that we have to have some basketball questions. Yes. And this one comes from Tyler. And I need to read this question word for word because it is so fantastic. <laughs> Tyler says, please explain basketball to me as if I'm a toddler. You and Brandon from top tier have such a love of it. And I simply do not get it. Send help to an LGBTQIA member who is just a little too gay to know sports. <laughs> well, you can never be too gay for sports. Let's just say that. Shout out John Amici and Jason Collins and many other people. Basketball, very simply, is five people working together to create music, to create rhythm with a bouncy ball. Their goal is to get it into a hoop, which is 10 feet above the ground. Now, that may sound easy, but there are five other people that are trying to do the same thing at the same time. It's fast pace, it's quick, amazing feats of athleticism happen, like being able to jump up to a 10 foot hoop and throw it down viciously, being able to shoot the ball from 40 feet out and have it go directly through the net without any sort of friction. It's called a swish. And it's just amazing. I love it. It's a release for me. And I can actually parallel all the elements of basketball to life in terms of why it's valuable as a learning tool for young kids. But it, to keep it simple, that's basketball. That was a good way to put it. And you lost me for a second with like the musical part of it. But because I know basketball, I know what you're referring to. And it's almost like a dance of like everyone's in their own spot and being there at the right time. And the timing is really important. So like the different moves that are involved. Also, the goal of the game is to get the most points at the end of four quarters. Yes, that was going to be my question. <laughs> I was like, as somebody who does not know basketball, I have some yes. follow-ups. Yeah, the the music element of basketball, of course, is a bit a couple steps removed. But if you watch basketball the right way, it's very fluid, and you're like, "Wow, did they practice this routine?" And they kind of did, but it's also not a set choreography or anything like that. And if you watch bad basketball, it's chaos and cringeworthy. Yes. And if other 
elements come into play, like these people called referees, they don't usually have rhythm and they can mess up the music. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that you're comparing this to music. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can get a certain amount of points depending on where you make it, right? Yes. Correct. Like if you're further away, you get three points. If you're closer, mm-hmm. you get one point. I'm learning sports, you guys. Thank you. Not not one point. You get two points. Two points. Okay. Yes. What about, are there any one point? There yes. are. If you get fouled, then okay. you get to shoot like a solo shot with no one in your face. And, and that's when everyone's like standing in a line, yeah. right? And they're yeah. like, <laughs> exactly. They're like, whoa, <laughs> distraction. Yeah. That's there's all a, I know, you guys. There's a lot of movement, like people in low stances as well, like arms flailing, people diving on the floor if they're really about it. I've seen the ones where they like pull their pants down and they show their boxers and they're like, and I go, whoa, 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 this is televised. I don't <laughs> yes. want to see that. <laughs> yeah. In most sports, you're wearing some sort of uh, leggings, which help reduce friction so pulling shorts down is really not that revealing as it may seem i just see it when they're trying to distract they're like oh my pants are down and i'm like uh uh, what game is this (laughs) i think you may have been watching the harlem globetrotters i'm just gonna ask is that the harlem (laughs) globetrotters which is basketball to a comedic entertainment level yes (laughs) good to know I thought it was legit. I've never like watched it on TV to like know because, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm on TikTok in the Uh, rabbit hole. And so I get the basketball ones from it was Harlem Globe. Yeah. Harlem Mm -hmm. Globetrotters. I think I've been getting those because I'm like, this doesn't feel like professional basketball. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I never thought about that. That someone who doesn't truly know basketball might interpret that for the real game. As that's basketball. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like we were a baseball family. So I was okay. like, I don't the Globetrotters are fun though. If you ever you... have a chance to see the Globetrotters, they're really fun. And the best thing in my opinion about the Globetrotters is they're actually that talented. Like they're they're really good at basketball. Okay. Can I'll you imagine like going to play basketball with Beth and she's like Where's the mini trampoline? Am I about to get on your shoulders right now so I can dunk this? Like, what's happening? Honestly, because I've only seen clips of it, I just assumed all of the funny parts from, like, the Globetrotters were, like, halftime show things for actual games. Mm. And it could. it could. They do some wacky stuff during halftimes. Yeah, that's what I assume. So I'm like, I don't... Are they all... I really sat there and thought this was all the same exact thing. <laughs> That's my so mistake thank you so much for that question because <laughs> i also learned something today <laughs> i'm gonna keep it with basketball with my question okay if you could compare yourself to a famous basketball player who is it and why well, i'll start with the one that's less relatable probably to most listeners but there is a player named andre miller and he played in the nba for a long time He was really good at facilitating, meaning he's usually passing the ball to people to let them score and putting them in a good position to score. Very crafty, methodical, and that type of player is what I was. So Andre Miller is probably one of them. The other one is Russell Westbrook. Now, the the difference between me and Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook is insanely athletic. He can jump out of the gym. He's 
probably still one of the fastest people in the NBA. But where I relate to Russell Westbrook is for some reason, there's this weird stigma in some media circles that he's like a really mean person and he doesn't like people and all that. And so to the casual fan, there's a lot of misrepresentation of Russell Westbrook. And he still maintains to be one of the nicest people out there. If you talk to people who actually know him, he does a lot for the community and charity and things like that. And he plays hard every time he's on the court. So those characteristics I relate to. Not that I hope people hate me or anything like that to that degree. <laughs> but certainly everyone has the ability to be misinterpreted. And at times, like, yeah, I don't care either. So Russell Westbrook would be one of them too. And where did he go to college, Kai? He went to college at UCLA. Oh, is that oh. why you really love him? Oh. Uh, yeah, but but also because of how he conducts himself too, right? There are UCLA players like Alonzo Ball went to UCLA and I don't really care at all for Lonzo Ball. And Russell Westbrook maintained what I feel is a UCLA mentality and play style that he's like true and true. Russell Westbrook, if you're listening, Kai would like to meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Join us to, for an interview. To be fair, I've, I've, I've waved to him. I've been very close to him at certain <laughs> UCLA games. I'm not a fan of walking up to celebrities and saying hi because I know they get that all the time. He's got a whole family, gets enough attention as it is. It was just cool to be that close. And we ended up winning that game against Arizona. So that was super cool. You got to breathe his own air. (laughs) We breathe the same air. (laughs) You saw his eyeballs in real life. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, Beth, what you got for Kai? In the sense of Survivor, you know how with Survivor, there's like the villain, there's like the characters that are like the underdogs, the ones that are helping everyone, the ones that are going to get out first, they're going to make it to the end. Mm -hmm. What kind of player do you think you would be in a Survivor game? What kind of personality do you think the audience would think would like clock you as? Well, I've never watched Survivor. Well, there have I. Oh, guys. But I know what Played it is. Played Survivor, like online. I know what it is. I I just never thought it was interesting. Uh, I never thought reality TV was that interesting, to be fair. It's nothing against Survivor. But in terms of just like team activities and puzzles, I'm not the best team player at all. I very much choose my team. And then I'm a great team player. But if I'm ever forced into a team and the team wants to do something that I know is going to fail, I will do things my way. So can we can I interrupt you one second? Yeah. Both of us were like, you're a liar. Yeah. When you said that you were not a good team player, Beth and I made these faces like Are you trying to (laughs) trick us right now? What? Okay. And then when you finish the sentence, we're like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. If I don't pick my own team, I don't like them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. (laughs) I mean, there's there's mutual acceptance, but very much so. 
I identify both of you as like excellent people. So I was like, yeah, I can work with them. I want to work with them. I want to play escape rooms. I want to do a yeah, podcast. But we won't them. end up on a survivor game with you. You're going to end up with a bunch of randos. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the, there's evidence sprinkled throughout all the audio of me giving advice. Don't play escape rooms with your coworkers. Those types of things. I like the people that I like. So again, back to back to group projects even. And what do people hate in school? Group projects. Because normally they're paired with people not upon their choosing. It's just a random group of people that now have to figure out how to work together in a short period of time. That's a public booking, right? I think in Survivor, I might be a little bit of a dark horse. I might be a little bit of a villain, also a little bit of an enigma. And because of that, when it came to team loyalty, I don't think anyone would vote for me to like save. I would be kind of one of those like ambiguous people that like, yeah, we don't know anything about this guy. So yeah, kind of like the single, like single person floating to the end. Yes. Yeah. I Which feel I, like you'd go ahead. Does that, does that type of person make it to the end or no? Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> maybe in an online reality game run on Facebook and Skype. Yeah. You, you need alliances. <laughs> And I think I was going to say, I think you like the chaos. So I feel like you would try to instill something that would make things go awry. I was thinking you were going to strategize some crazy stuff. Like, I feel like you would have done really well on strategy as like maybe a single player and deceiving some alliances. I feel like you would have done really well if you like went in knowing that that's what you were going to do. I like chaos. I, but I don't want Woo-hoo! to do it with ill will. Like, I like mischief more than chaos, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Okay, so, like make the lights go out, but don't like yeah. get anybody hurt. Like the chaos I bring to you guys during the Christmas specials or <laughs> putting you guys in strange hypothetical scenarios when I know it's not really absolute. If I If I had the choice to put Tati in the, sports or escape room scenarios for real i would never do that but i like the meddlesome like with the clear out back to reality mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm still right, bitter right. <laughs> perfect are you ready to go into the funny realm these better be funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah they better be hmm. <laughs> Why do I think funny is the different word here? <laughs> well, it depends on who you're asking. It's funny for some. <laughs> Maybe not for Kai. We have a question from your girlfriend. And it's a very simple question. I love <laughs> this question because I'm a part of it. It says, when are you going to take Kirby and I to the Netherlands? Nice. <laughs> well... Maybe 2025, honestly, I think it could happen. I have been focusing on my finances to where I think I can start like allocating some to a Netherlands fund. If I have to support two individuals that I'm not married to, so (laughs) be it. I've supported my friends before on trips with no regrets. It's for... The joy of the adventure and having the people I want there be there. So 
there you go. Woo! I know Kirby listens to every episode. She is one of our biggest fans and I love that. So Kirby, we are going to the Netherlands. Thanks to Kai 2025. (laughs) 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 All right, Beth. All right. My question for you. I know in real life you would never want to do this, but if you had the opportunity to break any rule in escape rooms, what would you want to do? What do you want to try out? I think there's a couple takes on this. We could break the rule of having to pay and then we could play some rooms for free. (laughs) We're running our own game, (laughs) y'all. So for the sake of the question, that's a rule that I wouldn't mind breaking. But within the room, I think there's a rule about actors and how you can't act back or retaliate back. And there's a specific room where I felt the actors were very unprofessional and uh, took things a little too far. And I had to restrain my defense mechanisms to where if I could break the rule, I would have just started to scrap. So I would break that rule. Ooh, I'm with you. (laughs) I want to be in the control room watching. It's it's very much, uh, this is a very targeted statement, is what I'm saying. This is not (laughs) against any actor. This is against a certain experience I had. Which shall not be named. Yes. And we will leave it at that. (laughs) Moving Moving on. on, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a violent person by any means. It takes a lot to to get me to actually be mean. Which is saying (laughs) something, you guys. Yeah. Okay. My next question for you, Kai. Something happened in this world and you are banned from playing any escape room (laughs) for a whole year. You're... Your face is postered on every single escape room company saying, do not let this man play. Okay. One, what do you do? (laughs) Two, what would you do instead of escape rooms? Okay. What I would do, I would try to play dressed up as someone else. So (laughs) whether that involved me consulting Beth about dyeing hair and maybe getting some facial hair differences going on. I don't know, color contacts, whatever it may be. I would try that first. Obviously, there's a lot of effort that needs to go into that. (laughs) And who knows? If I really couldn't play for a year, I'm assuming I can't play online escape rooms, so I'll leave that out. I would go back into video games a little bit harder. I would probably try to blueprint an experience. Like, am I, is it guaranteed I'm going to be like available to play within a year? That's up to you. Okay. Well, assuming there's some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, I think I would just go into hardcore planning mode. So when I am released from this legislation, I could then start creating my own world and bring people to it okay so you would just deep dive into planning your own adventure yeah my own adventure but also just really analyze everything that's wrong with escape rooms and come out with how to make them better 
So it would still probably be called an escape room, but it would have some uniqueness to it. So follow-up question. You said it takes a lot for you to get upset. Do you think this would put you over the edge? Would you cry? No, I wouldn't cry. I would be frustrated for sure. I would question the intelligence of a lot of people who (laughs) did this, which is usually what I do. I, I question intelligence. Not that I'm the smartest person in the world, but if you're banning me from playing escape rooms, I need to really know the reason. I get that. I would want to know why, too. <laughs> uh, you played the escape room without paying. <laughs> I broke the one rule. <laughs> Fair enough. I would have accepted that. <laughs> I would have they were like, uh, dude, we literally locked you in our room and that check bounced. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, check I, bounced. I would have accepted that. <laughs> good play. Good play. This one I'm just kind of curious about because we did play the silence together, mm-hmm. but I want to know if you would prefer to play a room in the dark or, well, we've done both of those together, uh, play a room completely in the dark or completely silent. I would rather play a room. Oh, I've played a room in the dark. We've done both of them, but I'm going to say like oh, it, at, in any room, you go into the room and you're like, we're going to make this harder on ourselves. Either turn the lights off or you have to be quiet. Okay. I would say, I would say quiet because there are some rooms that you can't play in the dark unless they're built that way. So the room we played in New Orleans altogether was in the dark, but mm-hmm. it was built that way. So the puzzles were all tactile mm-hmm. and the part before that wasn't in the dark involved like the reading. Mm-hmm. If you if you flipped it and you took, you know, the mad rapper and you put it in the pitch black, you can't you can't beat the game. Oh, yeah. Right. You can't mm-hmm. see the locks, anything like that. So I was playing... just curious if you communicate better with like facial expressions or like literally telling people. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a you have your thing and you do like a huh? Like a you, I, I, I was not made for a podcast. My face t- does all the talking. You guys, I'm so sorry to all the listeners. I just made like the weirdest <laughs> eyebrow, eyebrows up face, like a huh question. Anyways, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to make. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Uh, I would, I would rather play if I had to choose. I'd rather play all rooms in silence because vision is very important. I would, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. And you get yeah. bored. You get bored too, not seeing anything. Right? That's it's, true. It's cool to see the sets. It's cool to see what doors open, rather than like not being able to see things over and over again. And you're just feeling the whole rooms. The same thing, yeah. Or in I my feel like case, I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah. Or in my case, just hitting my face on every door that was open. Oh, yeah. That was such a terrible experience yeah. for me. That was bad. There were lots of hard corners there. Yes. And then the game master, are you okay? Uh, yeah, just trying to find my glasses. <laughs> my glasses. I that was like the ultimate glasses. Velma moment. I did kind of feel like we were like, you know, the mystery bunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you ready for this next one? I am ready. I'm going to warn you now. I need you to warm up your voice. Can you do that? <laughs> sure. Are you okay? You're good. Do I have to sing a song? No. Okay, good. All right. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Ty's voice specifically is in escape rooms. 
And sometimes you don't even know it's Kai. There was one room I went into. I was like, oh, this is 100% Kai. The other room I went into, I was like, there's no way you didn't record this. That's crazy. So I'm going to give you four different accents. And I want you to give me a one-liner for all of them. Uh, you ready? Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. Okay. Let's just <laughs> let's just start off with something that I think is more simple. Okay. All right. Give me your best British. <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. Can you give me something to say? I would like some tea and crumpets, please. So racist. <laughs> That's not racist. <laughs> they love tea and crumpets. Do they? I would yes. love some tea and crumpets, please. Okay. This is my British accent. And I'm here with oh, Tatiana Barrow and Beth Dival on the Cager Express podcast. Beth. <laughs> I feel this like is, you're going like Australian. More, I'm more so going not... into South Africa yeah. <laughs> instead of British, but I believe we were colonized by them anyways. I was kind of getting the <laughs> war, please, sir. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I, if, if This was during like when I was watching Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Where I could have done it like just like that. Okay, are you ready for your next one? I guess. <laughs> okay, your next one is Jamaican. Okay, Jamaican. Um, uh, the cards don't lie. Welcome to the island with the rock stars and the rude boys. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to give you a character and I want to see what your take is on it. Okay. So do you know who the big rock guy is in Thor? Korg, he ends up in jail with him. Do you remember him? He's voiced by Taika uh, Waititi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Man. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. My name's Korg. <laughs> I'm here with Tatiana Barrow. Seems you're a little tired there, aren't you? It's all right. I'm just made of rocks. I'm yes. hard to the core. <laughs> I don't know. That was great. For those that don't know who this character is, if you go Google it, I did a great job. <laughs> Okay, and I'm just going to throw out a really random one. Okay. I want you to give me what a pixie would sound like. Pixie would be very... So kind of like, pitch. yeah, like I'm imagining Tinkerbell. She was a fairy. Yeah, I guess I just got to talk in a very high-pitched voice because uh, a pixie, pixie would sound like this. And everything that a pixie does is very squeaky and fairy-like. There you go. There's my pixie. Thank you for indulging. <laughs> I feel like I did the British a disservice. I need to. I need to practice my my British. Your British accent. Yeah. Can you do okay. a British pixie? <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you combine them? <laughs> I can, I don't even know if I can do a British right now. I keep I keep switching to like Australian. Yeah, you go more <laughs> Australian. Yeah, I have tears so in my eyes. That's fantastic. One of the hardest things about accents is the ability to stay in them. So those who professionally do them, I am amazed because it's so easy to like play around with an accent and say a couple of lines, but then switch to something else. And in my day job, I talk to people all over the world. We have like 78 different countries that use our product. So I hear a lot of different accents and somewhere in the banks of my mind, they're all there. I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I I think it's fantastic when I hear 
a character. And then when I see like an interview of that person, I'm like, whoa, you're not American accent born? Like what the heck? That's amazing. It blows my mind. And I feel like a lot of British people are really good at doing an American accent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So thank you for playing my game. (laughs) That was awesome. I'll get get better. (laughs) Beth, what do you have? I have one more question. And the situation is you opened an escape room. Congratulations. Thank you. The escape room is a combination of your love for basketball and escape rooms in general. Mm -hmm. How do you think it would turn out? What are some things that you might see in it? Well, in this escape room, I would see a basketball hoop for sure. There would be puzzles where you would actually have to shoot the ball. So all those opportunities at like the county fairs where you're like, man, it's super expensive to shoot three, three buckets. You get to do that in this room. So that would be there. I would have some sort of a physical puzzle. I know this is not accessible for everyone where you would have to like run and slide on a wax floor as like diving for a loose ball, but it would actually be so slippery. It would take you through a wall and that wall would like actually be a false door. And all of a sudden you're in another room by yourself. So that would be there. There would be a locker room and it would have a smelly puzzle. So (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's funny. It would smell like BO for a little bit of the game. (laughs) And I think for the sake of drama, there would be some sort of alternate ending where one of you has to take the final shot. No pressure. And you would get one of two endings that were both satisfying, but at the same time, if you made the shot, it would be super epic. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah, that will be coming in a few years. I think, yeah, somehow there would be some sort of a exercise game element into it where you could play it again and you would want to just for like the game element. And maybe a chance at that final shot again. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, I need three more tries, please. <laughs> I'd be like, run it back. Yeah. Not a GG. <laughs> I think okay. that'd be really fun. I think it would be too. Nice. I like sports. Oh, you I know what really you know what else it. I would do? Yeah. Oh. Um, there's I don't even know the term for this, but have you ever seen those like wheels? where they're usually at like the science fairs or science museums and you like spin them and you look through a little thing and then you like see like a cartoon moving. Mm-hmm. I would have that, but I'd have it on a basketball and you'd have to like spin it on your finger or some sort of point. And then when you look at it from above, you would actually see the image moving. That would That's be dope. Fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that would be super cool. Look at these ideas that you just like pull out on the spot. Yeah, you're so good. Thank He's you. ready. I'm ready. Not ready to be British, but I'm ready. For <laughs> yeah, ready for that basketball escape room. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kai, I have two more questions for you. All right. Okay. First question is the same one I gave to Beth. 
is what are you looking forward to the most this year? Oh, man, I am looking forward to balance, balance the most because uh, you start seeing like the the instability of life, how like you need a job, but that job also doesn't pay you enough to live. And but you also need to hang out with your friends and you also need to work out to stay healthy and you need to eat healthy. So usually one of those elements sacrifices. So this year I'm looking forward to balance. We've already have some trips planned out, which is nice. I've already gotten the time approved for that. I am doing a better job at exercising more and eating. It's already January and I've already hung out with Beth, which I didn't get to hang out with a lot last year. And the trips are with Tati and my girlfriend and I don't know. I think balance is what I'm looking forward to the most. That's a Next good goal. Yeah. It keeps you sane once you find your groove. It does. It does. It, in the workplace, I work pretty hard if I am to evaluate myself, but that also is very conducive to heavy burn. So I'll like go, go, go. And then I'm like, man, I hate this job. And then I'll like want to leave. So which which sometimes is the right answer, but I don't know if I can balance it more. Maybe I can stretch my tenure more instead. I find that interesting too. Like, I think we're objectively pretty young mm-hmm. and for our jobs. And I'm even at the stage where I'm like, I need to have X amount of time off. I love my long weekends. And people say to me like, but you're so young, you have so much to go. And I'm like, yes. And if I have so much to go, I need to find that balance. And guess what? Anything can happen at any time. So you bet I'm not letting my vacation cap out. I'm not going to just let it sit there. So props to like you and getting balance and having fun while working hard. Oh yeah. It's important. It's important for sure. It is. And last but not least, and I wasn't going to do this, but because you brought it upon yourself, my friend Kai, you must choose (laughs) escape rooms or sports. (laughs) (laughs) Tati really Um, dropped like, dropped a big one on you. I really thought you were going to ask the other question, which is who loves escape rooms the most? No, that doesn't need to be answered. I was ready for that question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay escape that one's subjective this is pain that could be a future episode of uh like i don't know some kind of battle what did you pick you <laughs> pick you picked give up escape rooms right i did oh man <laughs> but this, this is your question kai you're in the hot seat yes. let me also let me give some background to kai has a basketball hoop in his backyard which means that would not be able to be used it would have to be removed it would have to yes. be dusty mm-hmm he loves to shoot hoops for funsies. Yeah. You say you want escape rooms. We're going to come in and pop the basketball balls. <laughs> Basketballs. Basketball balls. Obviously, I don't sport. Explain basketball out. to a child. There are basketball balls and you take these balls and you shoot and them. And I'm five years old. <laughs> so basketball and basketball balls are different. <laughs> yeah. I would give up sports why because i think well could i still go to the gym no oh oh that's, nothing okay. nothing sport related whoa, no, whoa, you whoa. said you okay. said nothing sport related 
Yeah, but in I your meant, question. I meant like you can't play basketball. Like with a ball. You can't watch basketball. You can't play fantasy basketball. Is weightlifting technically a sport? There, it's in the Olympics. It, it is a sport. Okay, I mean, then just by the means of survival to not be sedentary for the rest of my life, I would give up escape rooms. I said it. <laughs> I give up sports. <laughs> We'd Maybe have to find something else for best. How do we stay healthy if we if we give up sports? Uh, mentally, I'm gonna live forever because I'm doing puzzles every day. <laughs> Just based upon diet alone. Yeah, I guess it's rough. Especially we could go to level ninety nine and boat aboard. Oh, okay. Wait, is that? That's escape room related. It's escape room related, but it will kick your ass into gear. Oh, dang it. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> it will kick your butt into gear. Remove that. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if we're being really specific about the inability to just like be physically active, then I would have to keep sports because I don't want to get unhealthy to the extent I where like I can't move. I think the alternative would be you find things that are not considered a sport. That also allow me to move. Correct. Can you it's name like, me something? Like regular Gather walking. size a sport. Um, yeah. Let's say so you can do like classes and stuff. But I feel like that's a sport. Like Zumba. I feel like that's a sport. Dancing is a Zumba sport. Zumba is a sport. I feel like that's a sport. Is dancing not a sport? Well, dance, dance dancing, is considered yeah. a sport. So but I'm thinking Zumba, like just dance. Zumba is dancing. What? Yeah. What if we play just dance on the the okay. switch? That's sure. gaming. Yeah. It's gaming. That's that's allowed. I feel what like if I play so beat regular. Like, <laughs> I guess what if we that do Wii too? sports? <laughs> that's sports. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if you do regular walking, that doesn't count, right? Because they only compete in speed walking. So you could walk. Okay. What if I jog? There's no jog. I guess, but then you're finding the middle ground. What if I skip? Yeah. <laughs> there's oh. no, there's no skipping competitions. Well, I'm sure not, there is. Not that we know of. Yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure there is a skipping competition. <laughs> but one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have to give up escape rooms because if if this is so strict, there are all these activities that we like, like bowling, like target practice like accuracy i don't know just activities that are in escape rooms you know if you're ever in an escape room and you get to knock down stuff with a projectile that's sport like so i would have to give up escape rooms to maintain the ability to do those things as beth's cat has joined the chat so cute oh and it's gone so I think that is all of the questions that I have, that our listeners have, that Beth have. Mm -hmm. Kai, do you have anything else that you want to say? Yeah, questions, comments, concerns. I'm watching a video on British accents and it's helping me right now speak to you as I am. Oh, so, how kind. Thank yes. you so much. It, so interesting. The, the video is all I needed. You just need a little refresher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Oh, no. Can you no. close this episode out, please? Yeah. Can you sign <laughs> off with the British accent? Thank you for listening to Escape Break with me, Ezekiel K. Jakai, Tatiana Barrow, and Beth Dival. 
We appreciate you listening. Please leave us a thumbs up and review and comment. And we'll see you next time to talk about more puzzles and less about us. Hey, Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.